Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. 
have a special guest with me today, a long time, a friend, I'll say, one who I followed online for a while. She's followed me for a while. My sister in the small business world. We're going to get right to it. She has about 15 minutes with us today, and I promise I would let her go as soon as I could. Ruth Simon of the Wall Street Journal, I'm so glad you're here. I have a special guest today. We're going to talk about an article that she recently wrote, and I wanted her to kind of uh, illustrate that, talk about that with us today, ask some questions. We may have time for one or two shares if you want to ask Ruth Simon a question. And one topic we talk about here is how do I get in the paper? How do I get uh, publicity for my business? How do I get the attention of a reporter? Well, you have a senior reporter of the Wall Street Journal with us today. And Ruth, let me make sure that everything's okay with your mic and all that, Ruth. Unmute and say, hi, Ruth. Can you hear me? And how are you doing this morning, Ruth Simon? Good morning, Ramon. Um, I am good. I, I'm not sure I quite match you with the energy level because I'm just starting my first cup of coffee, but that's journalist hours as opposed to clubhouse hours. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. Well, you write well and I'll speak well and you and I can tag team. How about that? That sounds great. So glad you're here, Ruth Simon. Really good to have you here and appreciate it. We'll dive right in, Ruth Simon. And those that are looking for the article, I can send that to you later on. I'm going to keep up the same link I have there. But the bottom line is, Ruth, and again, thank you for all you do. Let's just take a minute. Why don't you just share with people a bit, Ruth, about who you are, what you do at the Wall Street Journal. I know you've written about small business for years. So take a minute or two, Ruth, and just introduce yourself to the Clubhouse audience. So glad you're here. Ruth Simon with the Wall Street Journal. Tell us a little bit who you are, though I'll, I'll dive into some questions about this article. Go for it. You've got it. I Well, I've been at the Wall Street Journal for years, and I've written about a whole variety of things from mortgages and consumer lending to now I write about small business. And what I'm particularly interested is in the challenges small businesses face and how they're dealing with the current economic environment, what people are doing to find workers and keep them, if that's gotten harder or easier, how they're dealing with supply chain, financing, all of those kinds of issues. You can also, if you want to reach me, you can just email me at ruth.simon at wsj.com. I do read my emails, um, so feel free to reach out. I love it, Ruth. It's a treat to have you here today. So we'll dive right in. The title of Ruth's latest article that caught my attention was The Hell or High Water Clause is Tormenting Small Business Owners. For those of you who've been on this platform for a while, I should introduce myself. You know, I've been a part of the BWC community for about a year or so now. And my name is Ramon Ray. Alexander's already done a great introduction. But again, welcome to those of you who are here. We see some new flowers or party icons, and we're glad you all are here at BWC. So Ruth, bottom line, the quick one-line summary that I see in this, and then I'd love for you to unpack this for us, is that basically business owners are leasing equipment. If something goes wrong, they want to break that lease or they can't fulfill that lease or they want to return the money. And leasees or leaseors, you can say this better than me, are saying, no, still got to pay the full thing and it jams up small businesses. Ruth, unpack that force, summarize this force, and then walk us through what you learned that we can learn about this for our own small businesses, Ruth Simon. Well, leases have something called a hell or high water clause, which means Come hell or high water, you have to make those payments. Now, there are lots of reasons people may lease. You want to preserve your cash flow. You can't get bank financing. You you're want equipment that you don't want to own indefinitely. Maybe it just you're going to want the next model in a, in a couple of years. 
but you really need to understand the terms. So I had in my story a couple who they were going to open a restaurant. They started to lease equipment, couldn't get the rest of the financing they needed because the pandemic hit and they canceled their order. They had only received a fraction of the equipment, just one part of what they had ordered. And the vendor sent the money back to the leasing company and the leasing company said, you still need to pay us. You owe us for the term of the lease. And a number of people I spoke to have said, even in without the extraordinary circumstances of the pandemic, maybe I'll lease and I'll pay it off early when my business is stronger than it is right now. But you have to read the fine print in those contracts. You are obligated to make those lease payments no matter what. And one wow, other thing it, I'll just mm, mention. Please. Before you, um, before you ask me some questions, is it's also if the equipment doesn't work, what the leasing companies say is we provide the financing. We are not responsible if you once you take the equipment, if it doesn't work, you've signed the contract. You have to work it out on your own. So I also talk to people who were making lease payments on equipment they couldn't use. I love that. That is powerful. And everybody do get ready. Feel free. Ruth has been so generous to say, hey, Ramon, I'd love to have discussions with a few small businesses here on the platform. So in a minute, I'll open up the mic for one or two of you to maybe ask Ruth a question about her article or what it's like to be a journalist and cover small business. Some of you may have an interesting story for Ruth. So Ruth, I guess one question to you, I, I would think it's the obvious question, and I know you're not a business consultant, but from your years of experience, are you saying kind of that leases are okay in general, but as you said, read the fine print or based Based on what we're seeing, is it like, let's all be more cautious? Any any way that your needle flows between now leases and, and financing overall? Because when things are perfect, I'm guessing, Ruth, everything's good. But if there's a problem, that's when it seems like financing and leases can kind of uh, stab you in the back, as it were. Any, any guidance for us on that? I don't give business advice, but what I have to say is that you really need, these contracts are in tiny print but you need to read that tiny print or find an attorney or a trusted advisor who will read them for you because it's just, you go to get the equipment, you're given this form online or you're given this paper form and you really need to understand it. One of the problems is that small businesses, and I talk to lots of small businesses who are very smart about what they do, but they're not financing experts unless that's their business. And, and so you really need to think very hard about what you're doing. And that's one thing. And the other thing that, that you need to understand is in the law, in financial transactions, there's a certain set of protections that there are in the law that you would have as a consumer. And you don't have those as a small business. The way the law sees you as a small business owner is they put you, for the most part, in the same category as a Fortune 500 company. Um, even though as a small business owner, you may be wearing 500 hats rather than having 500 people to do different things for you. So Ooh, just I be very that, careful. I love that. And I think I want to underline that is that in the eyes of the law, again, still get your lawyer and legal advice. But I think that's very interesting. You may be thinking about consumer law, the protections your credit card has, you're going with your family to Disneyland, whatever it is. But as a business owner, 
you're in business. So I think that's a great point. You got you got to take off your kind of consumer hat and put on the business hat as you're doing these transactions. One last question I have for you, Ruth, and then I do want to open up the floor. Can you talk about your years of experience just in writing overall, Ruth? Is there any common thread that you found as you've interviewed so many business owners, so many stories, any common thread, anything that you said, Ramon, in my years, here's one common challenge or a success that brings a smile to your face as you've talked to people like us all day long. What's that been like, Ruth, for you? Um, I guess I'd answer it a little differently, which is that the business owners I talk to tend to be very passionate about what they do. And what I love about talking to small business owners is they will really take me inside what's going on in their businesses and the challenges they face, which tend to be, I think if you're out there, sometimes you think I'm the only one who's going through this. Um, and that's one of the interesting things about the leasing story is I was scouring court records and talking to all sorts of people. There's not a real group where people are, are sharing what their experience is for, for good or the challenges they're facing for in these leasing contracts. But there are common issues that 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 people face. And again, in inviting people to reach out, lots of people reach out to me and they say, write about my business. I started this company and it's fascinating. I tend to write about folks in the way that they're interacting with the world. Again, some of the questions that I raise, um, is it easier? Is it harder? How are you finding workers? Are you losing them to big companies? Can you get the bank financing you need? I love it, Ruth. That is powerful. And I look forward to having you here more to share and, and, and open up about articles mm -hmm. you've written where we can dive into it more. But I will send you all the link. I'll put it in my share in a bit here. I'll DM it to you all if you want that link in the Wall Street Journal. But you can look that up. And it says here, the headline is really uh, the hell or high water clause. And you can just look up Ruth Simon's uh, byline in the Wall Street Journal. Let's open up the floor for discussions. And here's my, my challenge to everybody. Whoever, I don't know who's going to open up, but we'll see who does it. This is Ruth Simon, Wall Street Journal. She loves small businesses. So A, Ask her a smart question. Get her to think. Two, take your shot. Feel free to pitch your business. I'm not going to ask her to answer you right now, yay or nay, but you can build a relationship right now. Maybe you want to share some industry advice, like, hey, Ruth, I'm in the XYZ business. I wanted to share this nugget with you and then follow up later on. So we'll open up the mics. we got about three more minutes. I promise, Ruth, I'd get her out of here in about 45 after the hour. Who wants to just unmic, say your name? And introduce yourself to Ruth Simon. Build a relationship right now, an opportunity that many of you may not have had. Who wants to unmike and say your name? All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Ruth Simon. People are shy. I love it. I love it. I love it. Rarely are people quiet on the Breakfast with Champion stage. But Ruth Simon, one more question you talked about that I liked is that you said legal advice and get that first. And I think that's one thing I want to underline here. As you said, Ruth, as I'm reading your article, this is not about necessarily good or bad per se, but I think it's about making smart moves before you sign contracts and maybe just double thinking. If everything goes right, what could happen? Or if things go bad, what could happen? And do I have the, the uh, runway to stomach it? Is that a fair enough way to, as I uh, see what's inside here, Ruth Simon, does that make sense, what I'm expecting? I, I think it's very fair. And what I'd say, I read a bunch of these contracts and um, I had to take off my glasses and like bring the paper really close to my eyes because the print was very small. 
And it just says things like you are absolutely unconditionally, no matter what. Um, and some of it is even in capital letters, but it's in very small capital letters. And that gives the companies they can say, we told you this, buyer beware. And I just think that also as a small business owner, you have to know what you're really good at and where you might need some help. Um, because we're not jacks of all trades. Um, we're Urgils of all trades. And, and you're juggling a lot of things. And if you're starting a business, you just want to get that equipment. You just want to get going. But go with your eyes open and understand the risks. And, and the one other thing that I'd say is often, whether it's a lease or a small business loan, small business owners often have to put personal guarantees, which means their personal finances are on the line when something goes wrong. That's something else we wrote about during the pandemic. And you think it's all gonna be fine. If you weren't optimistic, you probably wouldn't be a small business owner, but you just need to understand what the risks are and make educated decisions. And you're so true, Ruth, and I'll just I'll just recomment on that, and then I'll let you the last line, but I think you're right. You said one key thing that all small businesses, when I look through the stage, Ruth, you can see my friend Alexander here, Renee and TM and Gina and Christina and so many others, Pastor Jeff and many others, and we're all optimistic. We all have a passion. We all love what we do. And I think that's the best part, right, Ruth, about small business, the 90%, that's great. But sometimes that passion, that optimism, that it's going to work out, that sometimes dings us and bites us in the behind when things go wrong because we are so optimistic. But Ruth, I'll let you have the last word as you feel free to uh, say any one or two last things. And I'm just glad you came and maybe we can do this once a month to have you unpack an article you're writing and share it with us live. And maybe in the future, people will say, I want to talk to Ruth. But Ruth, what's one last thing you want to let us with? I promised I'd get you out of here on time. <laughs> I look a lot less scary than, than I sound, I guess. But if you have ideas, if you have concerns, if you have challenges that you think the Wall Street Journal should know about. Again, I tend to write about small businesses in the context of bigger issues, but if you have something that you think we should know about, reach out to me. It's on my profile, ruth.simon at wsj.com. And thank you for having me and have a good morning. Oh, Ruth, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of the day and feel free, Ruth, as you need. You can just hit that leave quietly button whenever you're ready, but it's so good to have you here. Hey, everybody, that was uh, my friend Ruth Simon of the Wall Street Journal. So glad she got some time to spend some time with us today. Her profile, she, I'm happy to say that I'm one of the, I brought Ruth Simon to Clubhouse. It gives me great joy to say that. We have several more minutes, 45 minutes left in this segment. We're going to take a quick pause and let's talk about that a bit. We've heard this article about getting leases, about small business passion, right? Sometimes getting in the way of our success. Anybody want to unmute, talk to me and let's talk about this aspect of the passion we have the optimism we have, that we can do it, but then boom, what happens if it doesn't work out the way we thought? Who wants to unmike, say your name, and join me in a discussion? Anybody, anybody? If not, it's no problem. All right, good. Hey, okay. can I, hi, Ramon. I heard, hey, and I heard Ramon. Just say your name for me, say your name. Oh, uh, this is Honor. Say your name. Hi, Ramon, how are you? Honor, it's all you, Honor, go. Uh, thank you so much for having me here. Um, yes, I would like to say, you know, I was so passionate about starting a coaching business and for anybody that feels that way as well, 
you know, it took me about three years to really gain any traction. And I know I look back on it and sometimes I'm thankful that I didn't know how long it would take me (laughs) because I wasn't sure I would do it. So I, I really do think that, um, it's so important to, to still follow your dreams and, and know that nothing is going to really turn out the way you have it in your head usually, but that if you stay open and curious, and that's what I always try to do. What, you know, Lord, what way are you trying to take me? What can I learn from this? Because I know that if I have the right heart and the right um, passion and I'm doing the right things and I'm open to knowing that I need help. I need help with systems because I'm not always the most organized person, but I know I have a gift to share and my gift won't get out unless I bring other people in my circle to help really, I guess, enrich what I do and hopefully what I do helps enrich someone else. And so I think if we can get out of our head that no, I'm not a failure or no, gosh, why is this taking so long? But in that, hey, what do I need to do to shift this? It's like in anything else that we do in life, but why when it comes to business, we just beat ourselves up like I'm a failure or why is this not working right? And we just need to give ourselves grace like we were talking about in the last segment. So I just wanted to share that. Thank you so much, Ramon. And I always love your energy and what you bring to the table. Thanks so much. Honor, I'm glad you're here. Thank you so much for sharing what you shared. And thanks for being an awesome member, as we all are, in the BWC community. I heard several voices. Just say your Dora name. Maria. That's easiest. Dora Maria, como estas, señorita? The mic I'm is yours. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, I grew up through, uh, like, family businesses, um, two of which were my dad's, right? So I totally hear a lot of what Honor was saying. Like, we're so, we're so busy getting the business off the ground. And we only have a lawyer for the first initial contract. Like we don't look at a lawyer again. So like, how do, how do you tell someone that is starting a business, all of these things, but besides the fact like they should subscribe maybe to the Wall Street Journal at this point, um, that all of these things are popping up and that they're going to not be set up for success. Because when you're starting a business, you're so focused, so focused on just building the business. Like, your customers and, and getting what your core, your, your business has a core job. That's what you're focused on. So like my, my, I grew up in an auto shop. Like my dad's business was to fix people's cars. It wasn't to see that the parts that he ordered were going to be in, you know, supply. Like, I just think that these are unprecedented times and there, there needs to be some leeway for that, especially for any business really like if i signed a contract and something's not my fault at all and this is like beyond your control that's kind of like not cool like what you just brought to light just hurt my heart because like my dad went through a lot and us as a family went through a lot to make sure that this business survived the 25 plus years that it, it existed and then when he had his second business the same thing and then to turn around and and for those people that are living through this pandemic, especially, because I'm, I'm taking case uh, examples to that, how do you help those people, Ramon? Like, what other resources do we have out there that can help these people to defend themselves? Because a lot of these contracts were signed 
like literally right before COVID. They weren't signed during COVID. You know, like some of them might have been, but I- Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you wanna know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. I know like my dad had signed a bunch of stuff, you know, for roll, it was rolling, like until further notice type of contract. So what else can we help these business owners um, so that they can have more awareness in the space? And that would be my only thoughts on that. Thanks. No, Dora, I love it. And put you, uh, stay with me for a bit here. We'll have, we have plenty of time for more discussion, but stay with me for a minute. And I think one thing about what to do, uh, putting COVID aside for a minute, allow me to do that in this game we're going to have, Laura, putting COVID aside since that was such an egregious anomaly. But I think one thing that Ruth Simon's article talked about was very interesting. She said there's the pro and con of that. To get low interest rates and low financing, they have to set the threshold threshold bar high, which was interesting, meaning she's saying basically that if we want to have, if we, so, so that we can allow everybody to come in, sorry, not interest rates, sorry, so that we can allow everybody to come in who needs this equipment, we can't then be liberal if everybody wants to return the equipment because then the industry's jammed. So that was interesting that she said, and I kind of understood it, meaning all these small businesses, notwithstanding COVID, need equipment. In order to do that, then we have to have the bar really high and say, no, once you sign it, you got to keep it. Because if we don't, then the leasing company's out of business or the vendor. So give me that feedback below. But I do hear, I'm empathetic because I'm in business too about your father in business and all of us are going through that. But that was kind of what she said. She said, in order to enable everybody to get this equipment and us to get this leasing in, 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 uh, in flow, we have to then protect ourselves. Because imagine 50% of the people saying, my venture didn't work out, you know, I had the wrong business plan, take back your pizza oven, take back this. Now that makes the whole industry shaky. But what are your thoughts on that door? Then we'll open it for others. But oh, I just wanted to share that Absolutely. Part. When it comes to something like that, I totally, I could see people trying to get over and scamming. Absolutely. Totally not in agreement with yeah. that. Totally not. But uh, um, And I think that those things in place for those types of situations absolutely need to be safeguarded. But I think we also need to be more cognizant. I think a lot of things come into play here, right? Like one, we, we made a lot of bad choices as a country, like as far as manufacturing. How are you going to put certain things being manufactured like totally outside of this country? Like I think every country needs to have some set of sustainable well, resources. So in case of an emergency, they're able to sustain and survive. So those are the things that we have to start looking at more, just even as a country, which is obviously nothing to do with me at this point, because I, I could only do so much. But I think we can influence um, those people that make those decisions in our voting, in our, in when we connect and speak with people, especially like, you know, news reporters and things like that to bring these issues to light so that when legislation is passed, there is uh, some sort of support because absolutely, there are going to be some safe holds when you normally do business, but there has to be in places of like going through anomaly, like I'm hoping that we won't have another one like uh, on this level for at least another 100 years or 200 years, um, because apparently it's a pattern, um, but we have an opportunity to make things better for everyone, right? So uh, I get it, the leasing, the supply company, all of that, it's a triple effect, you're right, it's a domino effect. 
um, when something is hurting. But at the end of the day, the people that are most close to helping people, especially like when you're providing services for people, those are the people then are, are not going to be able to give service to the population. And that's what I'm looking at, right? Like, oh, so now this business is going to be out. So now these people in this area will not get that service. So that's also what I'm looking at. So people are going to be without that extra layer of support, service, whatever that industry is, whether it's, you know, cars or food or whatever, that that city or that town. And in some places, uh, you know, if there's no fiber, for example, or there's no uh, connection to internet, that means that that town or that, that city is in, not connected, you know, for whatever length of time. So, and I remember when I was growing up, we, my parents are from the Dominican Republic, and for us to call any family members, they had to travel to another town to call from another family member's phone because there wasn't a, enough supply within the country to provide everyone a phone line. You, ha you were on a waiting list, Ramon. You were on a waiting list. And then you had to wait. And so family members knew the one family member that had a phone and then they had to go travel to that person's house and they had to literally schedule it, like to say, hey, are you gonna be around? I need to make a call and all of that. So that's what I'm saying for here. Like, let's make sure that we're bringing more awareness to those people who make those decisions, um, people who can influence those outcomes and things like that so that it can make things a little bit better for everyone. Because I think it impacts just the people and, and that's where it really hurts. So, and I'll stop there. <laughs> I got you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm I'm uh, going to be Dora Maria's small business czar. All right. Who's up next? we got a few more minutes in this segment that I'm going to dive into, by the way, some tips. I hear you, Ed. I'm going to dive into some tips of how you can get publicity for your business, and then I'm going to end with growing your solo business. I believe I heard the amazing Ed. The mic is yours, brother. Ramon. Bless you, Ramon. Oh, Ed and then David. Sorry about that, David. Ed, go for it. Is that Ed, were you saying something? Or that, I think Ed, it was you, Ed. Yeah, go for it. I am. Mm -hmm. I am. Uh, so, uh, a lot of stuff has passed by. I thought I heard something about uh, about uh, with rare leasing or whatever. One of my, I am not a commercial, uh, fully focused commercial agent. I do have tremendous depth in my background that allows me to understand commercial business, particularly leasing and so forth. Everybody needs a coach. Everybody needs a professional. If you think professionals are expensive, go do it yourself. Uh, I'm. I'm saddened by the number of people that I've known that have started a business and gone to do a commercial transaction for real estate unrepresented and their businesses suffered and consequently their families suffered after that. It's just so critical to get that review, whatever. If you're offering contracts or if you're signing contracts, you really need somebody to look at it that understands the potential as well as your business. What's the potential damages to the different aspects? And clauses of contracts. It's just, it's just, it's so important how devastating it can be to your wealth. And uh, anyway, I'm gonna land my plane there. I love it. Ed. Thank you for being here. Thanks for sharing. Always good to hear your amazing, deep voice. David Hill, my brother from another mother. It's good to have you here, brother. David, the mic is all yours. Ramon, hey brother. Listen, always great when you're doing, when you know, when you're up to stuff here. And I, I miss the um the interview i caught the very very end so uh but what i you know just the topic that we're talking about it just reminds me of grant grant's 10x rule book and you know something i implemented years ago is um you know it, it, coming from his book things are going to be 10 times like when we go into stuff 
Because what reminded me of this was the lady that talked about her coaching company and how it took her three years to, to get it going. And I'm in a similar place right now. I'm in the same scenario, you know, with, with my training and coaching. It's, uh, it's up and down. And, and, I ha- and you know, when it, when it starts going down, I tend to want to just go back to what I know is real estate. You know, I can always go out and take listings. But I, I have to remember Grant's book is the 10X. Is things are going to be 10 times harder than we expect. Everything's going to take 10 times the amount of effort. So, yeah, I mean, it's tough out there right now. It is a lot going on. I, you know, I have a lot of empathy for a lot of people and times are tough and there's a lot of stuff. It's they're unprecedented times. At the same time, things are going to be 10 times harder than, than we expect always. So I think yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I feel like my life's been <laughs> 10 times harder than, than I expected it to be. But at the same time, I just got to keep showing up every single day. Every every day, man. Just keep showing up. You know, I'm at the gym now. That's what I do. I keep showing up, you know. I'm 50. I'll be 53. And I'm probably in the best shape of my life. It's because I've been showing up every day for you know, 35 years working out consistently. So it's just like my business. You know, I just keep showing up. There's ups and downs. But at the same time, if I keep showing up, you know, things are moving along. Things are good. I mean, are they exactly where I want them to be? No, by no means. But at the same time, that's that's what it is. It's it's the title, Persist Until You Succeed. My podcast, you've been on it, man. It's called Path to Mastery. I don't think you ever reach mastery. I think life is the journey. We got to enjoy the journey and that's it. You keep showing up, put into work, you enjoy the journey and you keep growing, you get better. And uh, that's it. That's, that's my thought, man. Anyway, just want to add that. And it's good to be here this morning. Thanks. Amen, David. Love the process. Got to love the process. You're welcome, David. Glad you added the thought for sure. And I love, I love following you, your workouts, uh, your your journey of, of self-health and self-development. And congratulations, David. I saw that you walked like into a billion-dollar home and were like, could you sell that to me? And like, boom, they just sold it to you like on the spot. You were like showing off your sales skills. So congratulations to you, David. I saw that on IG. I'm, I'm exaggerating a bit, but I saw something like that. <laughs> All right, everybody. <laughs> You're too much, my friend. You're my man. I love you. Love you too, brother. We're going to move on to the second. By the way, just let me be clear. When I often say, unmike say your name, I don't give a lot of time to it. And that's just my style. I'm a fast mover type guy. So forgive me. If you're in the audience and you're a bit quieter, you're a bit shyer, you can always during my segments, unmike and just clearly say your name. You know, whatever your name is, say that loud and clear. I'll stop and, and listen to you. So just want you to know, like we had Ruth Simon there. I was hoping that somebody would take their shot. This is Ruth Simon of the Wall Street Journal. They reach millions of readers. Nobody said Jack. I was thinking people were going to be clawing to speak to her. So in the future, people, take your shot. I'll be trying to have some guests every now and then, especially my guests in the small business world. You know, Scott Simon and Glenn Lundy, they know Beyonce and famous people and Grant. I don't know those kind of people. Me, I bring you small business celebrities, people like Mike McCallowitz and Profit First. Those are my people. All right, we're going to move on, but let me pause real quick. Anybody want to add anything before I dive into some tips to how to grow, uh, how to get publicity for your business? Let me take a brief pause. When are we going to read about you in the Wall Street Journal, Ramon? Uh, I've been in there, but you'll read about me again, hopefully soon. <laughs> Thank you. Man. All right, let's dive into here. 
Hey, Santini, it's all you. Go hey, Ramon, it. good morning. I just want to kind of put a bow on what people are talking about with small please, business, especially please. in the startup stage. Um, David's talking about, you know, it's it, it's not quite going as he thought. There's the hills and the valleys. But that goes to the phrase that, you know, we overestimate what we can do in one year. We underestimate what we can accomplish in five years. And most small business startups fail within their first two years. So they've overestimated what they can accomplish the first year and then they quit. That's what I had to say. Thank you. I love it. I love it. I love it. That is worth I hope somebody clipped that and shared it. Thank you, Sheila, for sharing. Absolutely loved it. Loved it. Love it. And you did exactly what I love. Anytime, uh, you know, unless I'm on a roll, rant, roll somewhere, but unmike say your name like you just did, Sheila, and I'd love to have you on the stage. All right, let's move on here. We're going to do a few minutes of how to get publicity and media relations for your business. We're going to do that. Then we're going to open up the mic again, and then we're going to talk about if we have time, how to grow your solo business. So, one thing that I do very well, I like to think, is I have a few things that I'm skilled in. Overall, it's marketing, but it's publicity and media relations. I'm not a publicity consultant per se. However, I've done uh, pretty well over the many, many years in being in Inc. and being in New York Times, being in Wall Street Journal, and I have a lot of podcast interviews under my belt as well with many of you here, and I do podcasts as well. So I'm going to share today with how you can get publicity for your business. And by the way, there's a link at the top. If any of you want to hear from Ramon on a weekly basis or so and download my tip sheet, how to grow your solo business, that link is there. And also, if any of you want help in your business, you're like, Ramon, I've heard you on these stages. I'd love to get 90 minutes or so of your time and help unpack some things on marketing, some things on small business sales, some things like this about publicity, things of that nature. If you want to just DM me on Instagram, the word help, I'll send you a link to my calendar and the details of how to work with me one-to-one -one if you want. Those of you who may want to have a few slots, and um, you can just DM the word help to me on Instagram, just that word help, just the word help, and uh, you'll get uh, a reply from me with a link and et cetera that you can look at how to work with Ramon one-on-one -on -one if that's of interest to you. DM the word help to me on Instagram. So let's dive into this. We got 25 minutes to go. Publicity and media relations. So why first do you want even publicity for your business? I think it's, it's important to answer that question. Why would you want that? Because if you're just getting publicity for your business and you're not really sure why you want it, then, you know, that's not that, that you may be kind of, I wouldn't say wasting your time, but in a way you kind of may be wasting your time. So first let's talk about how to get publicity for your business and let's dive into why would you want publicity for your business. So the number one reason why you'd want it, one is credibility, not necessarily for the publicity and the clicks and the links, but just credibility for your business. You know, my man TM or David or Yin or Core, they're covered in the New York Times. Or maybe Christina talked to Ruth Simon about how she's rocking sales or what Christina's doing in the Wall Street Journal. Or Pastor Jeff or Monica's talking about health and fitness in Amazing Magazine. You feel what I'm saying? So just doing that gives you credibility. Renee Nor can say the next day, hey, BBC interviewed me about global relations. That's a feather in her cap. And as you're doing those kind of things more and more, it builds up your credibility index. I wrote about this in my book, Celebrity CEO. If you don't have my book, 
Just go to Amazon, look up Celebrity CEO, and buy it. So, so that's what I wrote my book, Celebrity CEO. So the point is, this is why you want it. The secondary reason why you may want publicity for your business, yes, absolutely. Because you get the links, you get the clicks. You know, I have, call it another amazing name. I have, you know, um, Pamela on my podcast. Or I have Tanya or me and Jackie do some. I interview her, put an article for her on smarthustle.com. Yeah, she may get some links and things like that. That's one reason to do it. But the bigger reason is the self-amplication. After you get that story about you, you can then take that and show that to your clients. You can then take that and show that into your future clients. And it continues to build the credibility of your business. This is all I talk about when I go through my celebrity CEO process. So that's why you'd want to do it. Number two, ask yourself, be very clear. Are you the story or the expert? Now we take a look at take David Hill again, as he shared very openly about his journey with sobriety and things of this nature. He could be the story in one example. He could be the story. Or David could say, you know what, Ramon, I'm flipping that. I want to be the expert in how to have a powerful mind or in real estate. Clearly, David's the expert in real estate. He could talk all day long about the market, inflation conditions. So if you get what I mean, that's where deciding, are you the story? Or the expert, I can be. I can be the story, the subject of a story about how um, about blended families regarding race. My son married a beautiful Hungarian girl. So, in the context of the U.S., we'd say white and black, right? She's European, not not white like white American. But you get my point. I could talk about that. I could be the subject of a story on uh, a black family is now blended. You know, because we have a, a a European in our family. If that makes sense, you get what I mean. I could be the story, or I could say, nope, I don't want to be the story. Let me be the expert in marketing funnels. So really think of your expertise and do you want to be the expert of that story or do you want to be the subject of the story? So that's number one. Number two, think about what media is for you. Frankly, the stage that I'm honored to be on and I see Bab's beautiful smile and seeing uh, Dr. Oemi Kassol there. It says the, the first three letters, I just see, you gotta click through it. See Peter and others there, Clubhouse is a stage. Some of you, as Justin Conigle talks to us about, are on YouTube. Some of you could be your local radio station. Some of you could be newspaper, TV, a blog. It could be a podcast. There's many different media types that you may want to take advantage of, leverage, and get. Everything doesn't have to be CNN or something big like that. So ask yourself what media is for you. What publicity type is for you? And I'm curious in the chat. Put in the chat, what's a media that you'd like to be in front of? Put the channel, like is it a podcast, blog, TV, newspaper, radio, clubhouse, YouTube, etc. And I'm curious, claim it. Let's put out there in the chat, what's the name of the platform you want to be on? Cheddar, Men's Health, uh, Home Magazine? Put it out there. You never know who has a connection. It could be me who has a connection that I could see it in the chat and say, hey, let me connect you to a blogger there. Let me connect you to a reporter there. So put that in the chat, the channel you want and what the media is. That's number two, which media is for you. Number three is to build a relationship, or number four, build a relationship with the blogger or writer. Did you see what I did today? I didn't pitch Ruth Simon anything about my business. She knows me. And if she needs me to quote or needs me to comment on something she's writing, she'd be in touch with me. But isn't it first and foremost, what's up, Glenn Lundy? Isn't it first and foremost about the relationships? This is what we forget. 
It's about building the relationship. And yes, I'm pretty darn proud of the fact that I had a Wall Street Journal reporter who came through and I was able to interview them on the stages of Breakfast with Champions. As I tell you all the time, I am not the guy to help you build a multi-billion dollar business. That's Spizak and Glenn and, and Grant and all these big players. I'm not a big player. I'm in a small potatoes, people. I help you build a few hundred thousand dollars, a few million dollar business. That's what I can do because I've done it multiple times. So it's about building relationships. This is important to understand. So going back to where I was at is Ruth Simon. These are my people, the reporters of Inc. Magazine, reporters of Entrepreneur Magazine, reporters of the Small, Small Business Report at WCBS Radio 88. These are my people, Business Insider. These are the relationships I have. Why is the relationship important? Here's what it is. Let's use Dora Maria as an example. Let's say I'm trying to get someone with Dora Maria in a transactional way. I want something from her. No shame in that. I can be right up front. Dora Maria, can, uh, uh, can you cover me in your blog? And she may say yes or no. But do you know what's more powerful than that? Dora Maria liking me. Her seeing value in me, her hearing my name over and over again, me commenting on her LinkedIn, me sharing her stuff. Now when I make my ask, of course, Ramon, no problem. It's softer. But some of y'all go in too fast, too direct before you're ready, before you have the relationship. Glenn Lundy's talk about this in, in the book Like Switch, which he introduced that to me earlier in segments. The like switch, powerful book and powerful tactic and, and things in a good way. Build relationships first. So that's really, really important. Now, I'm working, actually a young lady in my Sunday school class, she's having some problems getting the acceptance letter for college. And she said, Ramon, I'm going to the school today to talk to them. And I said, here's what you do. Don't go in there all in a huff and a puff and say, why haven't y'all sent my acceptance letter? No. Thank the receptionist first for their hard work. Empathize with them and let them know you understand that this is a stressful time of finals for them. Build a relationship. Be grateful. Then, with a big smile, make your ask. That's how you have a higher degree of getting what you want. Again, not in a selfish way, not in a bad way, but in a good way. What does Kim do all day long on the chat? She says, good morning, everybody. Greeting people. She's just at the door saying, welcome, welcome, welcome. And we all, many of us know the name Kim because she just says, good morning. So build relationships with people. Number five or whatever number it is, do you look credible? This is a part where I see many people falling down. You're trying to get somebody to cover you. You're trying to get a journalist to cover you. You're trying to get CNN, Fox News, take your pick to cover you, to take you seriously, to, to have you on their show. And you're emailing them from hot Becky Mama 205-764-9368-205-8674-494949 at yahoo.com. Please. That don't look serious. That looks busted as can be. Busted, busted, busted. So if you want coverage, if you want people to cover you, you gotta look credible. What's up, Joe Zephyr, my brother from another mother, my friend, Joel, it's good to have you again and again on the BWC stage. Y'all say hello to Joe, follow him. He's an amazing, amazing musician and more. Talented young man. 
All right. So do you look credible? You got to look credible. You are asking people to say no to somebody else and say yes to you, yet you don't look yes worthy. So is your website look good? Are you are you emailing from a proper, uh, a, a, like a nice looking email address? If I Google you, what happens? Sharon, if I Google you, what happens? Mary Kim, if I Google you, what happens? Coco, if I Google you, what happens? Pauline, if I Google you, what happens? These are rhetorical questions. Ask yourself. Google me. No problem. Google Ramon Ray. I don't mind. Please do. What happens? <laughs> Number six of the next point. Pitching. Learn the art of pitching the journalist. Now, pitching the journalist is no different than me pitching Kate on something I need from her, me, me pitching Nivea on something I need from her. It's very similar. But learn how to pitch. Now, Ruth Simon, senior writer at the Wall Street Journal, gave you all permission to pitch her. She said, pitch me. I want to hear from small businesses. I promise you, 79.42% of you are going to do it wrong. I guarantee it. Because you're going to be selfish. You're going to think about it's just you. You know what you're going to put in the subject line? Hey. You know what you're going to put? Cover me. And stuff like that. That's not how you pitch. Make your pitch about them. Make your pitch so when they read it, they got to click on you. Jeff is pitching, Nivea is pitching, Christina is pitching, Annette's pitching, Sharon's pitching. All five of them are pitching. And the doctor. Ruth's got to say no to somebody. It's going to be you, it's going to be them. You feel what I mean? So when you pitch, understand how you can pitch. Understand what the email should look like. The first few lines make it smell good. Number seven, as we move along, got about 14 minutes here. I want to leave time for some more shares. And again, feel free to click that link at the top. If I can, that's my free tip sheet, how to grow your solo business. Click that. Many of you have already over the months and weeks. I leave it up there because there's always a new person. And if I can help you with pitching, if I can help you with these things, as you've heard me speak, just DM me on Instagram the word help, the word help on Instagram, and I'd be glad to send you a link right there. You can see how to work with me one-on-one, 90-minute sessions. Other than that, I refer you to other people, but I'm happy to help you get unstuck, unpack your brain, especially some of these things that are marketing for small businesses that you may be struggling with. So pitching's important. Other thing I'm often asked about is hiring a publicist, publicist, publicist hiring a publicist. Should you do it or not? And keep that chat lit. Yes, Maya's doing there. Yeah, Jeff Kivy says, I got a story for you. I love it. Coach Kim said, Dora Maria Googles you. Maya's saying, I needed this. I'm so glad. Mary Kim, Google yourself is key. You're right, exactly. Yvette, if you Google me, see what happens. I love it, Yvette. Love it, love it. Dora Maria's Dora the Explorer. I love it. You guys are getting this. You guys are getting this. Love you back. Joel, love it, man. So should you hire a publicist? Let me tell you what I've done. Everything I'm telling you, I've done myself. A, I've done my own pitches. Many of you have heard of help a reporter out. Just Google it if you don't know it. Help a reporter out. Interesting resource. I do suggest those of you who've never done PR publicity, look at help a reporter if you don't have any relations. But that's one tool to use. 
and or just LinkedIn and or getting really deep in the media that you want or the bloggers that you want. In fact, many people on this platform are bloggers and podcasters. David has his own. TM may have. Kate has a podcast and many others. So here's a room right here you can be on. So here's the thing. I've done my own pitching and I've been successful. I've been successful. In fact, I'll be in at a huge commercial with Microsoft coming up next week. A little different than a journalist, but they approached me. So I do know how to self-pitch and do publicity. I do it very well. So you can do it yourself. Also, you can hire. I've hired contractors and people to help me. It does work, and then sometimes it doesn't work. You lose a lot of money and waste a lot of time. And I've hired agencies. Let me tell you this. I hired a guy. I paid him $5,000. About the next day, a black car came and picked me up at my townhouse, drove me to Midtown New York City, and I was on Fox News. I kid you not. So you can waste money or money can work, but you gotta be able to sniff out the publicists that will take action and that work and that do good work and those who don't. I've done the full spectrum. I've made my own pitches successfully. I've hired individual consultants, boutique consulting firms to do it successfully. Now I've never hired large agencies to do it, but I've worked with them and they can do it. And I'll just tell you, here's the dirty little secret that I don't like about the, especially the bigger firms or others. Here's the thing I don't want. You put me in your CRM and you blast me to a thousand journalists just like I'm chopped liver. That's just something I don't want. I'd rather work with a boutique person who's a premium, who's a premium. Say, listen, you get me on CNN, I'll give you 5,000. I'll give you 7,000. That, that's the kind of deal I'm interested in because then I'm paying for performance. And some people won't do that. They'll say, no, pay us five to 10,000 a month and we'll see what we can do. I get that because maybe you're not well-spoken. Maybe you need training. There's some time it takes to work with you. I get that, but you have to figure it out. And again, if you need help with any of these things, just DM me on Instagram the word help, and you can see a link to how to work with me one-on-one -on -one in 90 minutes and things like that. And last point here, then we'll open up the mic for questions, uh, thoughts, comments, uh, input, is amplify your coverage. Here's the thing, getting publicity and press, only 20 to 30%, maybe half, half the success, is getting the initial coverage. The other half is amplifying the coverage you got. That's a secret. Oh, and I forgot, by the way, if you DM me on Instagram the word publicity, I will send you these notes. I'm reading from the notes right now on the screen. I will send you the very notes I'm reading. So just DM me on Instagram, just the word publicity. Just that word on Instagram. Ramon Ray Smart Hustle, DM me on Instagram, and I will send you these core notes, about eight notes with how to get publicity for your business. You don't have to email, nothing, you don't have to, no funnel, just I will send you the link to this right now. Just DM me on Instagram, publicity, okay? So amplifying your coverage is important. You get the coverage, here's the thing, many of you have seen me do this. You get your graphics team, or you can do it yourself in Canva, but I like hiring somebody to do it, $25 or something like that, and you put that in a nice image and share that out. Some of you may have seen what I shared on Instagram and social media, my schedule this week. I did a post on Instagram last night, and on LinkedIn, I think, and on Facebook as well. It's a small thing, but again, this is the high-level rubric that we're talking about here is how you can be the celebrity CEO in your industry, how you can build your personal brand, how you can dominate in your industry. There's only one thing that I do, one thing I want to be known as, I'm the small business expert. 
yeah, I do a little bit of, uh, of outsourced CMO work for, for one or two brands. Sure, I can do that. Yes. A lot of th different things I'm doing. But I'm a small business guy. That's what I do. That's what I do best. And you could be the same, well-known in your industry. So again, what did I say? Hit the link at the top if you want to get access to my Grow Your Solo tip sheet. Number two, if you DM me the word publicity on Instagram, publicity on Instagram, I will send you a link to get these notes that I'm talking from right now, publicity on Instagram. And the third, if you need help in any of these things, just DM me on Instagram, help. And I'm happy to send you a little link to have some 90 minutes with me to help you unpack. And many of you, what I find, you just need it pointed in the right direction. There are so many consultants you can hire, so many ways to do video, so many ways to do marketing, so many ways to do funnels and you just need point in the right direction or tweak. Try this to unlock, unpack what you're doing. We got seven minutes to go before Glenn Lanny takes the stage. Anybody want to unmic, say your name. Just say your name and we'll have a nice talk about anything you want to talk about. Go, who's first? No one. TM, awesome. this never gets boring, Ramon. It never gets <laughs> TM, boring, what's up, brother? Never gets boring, man. Like, so good. And listen, I put publicity and ping like magic. I got this document uh, immediately. So follow the instructions. Hey, man, you're such a gem, Ramon. Appreciate you. Oh, TM, thank you for being here. Thank you. Your voice, your vibe, your mojo is beautiful, my brother. Thank you so much for being here. Once on mic, say your Babs. name and join me. If a question, Babs, <laughs> oh, you Babs. What's up, girl? Go for it. Oh, first of all, Ramon, let me first apologize because the, the, art, the interview you did was amazing. And I don't know how in the world we froze and didn't open our mouths and say anything to her because we were listening. So let me first apologize because I, and thank you so much. And Babs, am I right, Babs? Don't you feel like kicking yourself in, in, in the backside, Babs? Don't you feel like doing that? The Absolutely. Wall Street Journal reporter and you didn't take your shot? Absolutely. I was like, okay, Ramon's going to kill us. And, I, and we did have questions. I don't know why we didn't say anything. I don't know. But um, I, first of all, I mean, you bring so many gems, like T.I. says, and said, I just really, really appreciate what you're doing. It's just a matter of us implementing the information that has been given. There is no way we can fail with the tools that you're giving us. And we want to thank you for that. Thank you so much. Jackie. Oh, you're welcome, Babs. Hey, Jackie, you'll be next. And Babs, remind us, I should have asked you, TM, but Babs, remind us, take 10 seconds, remind us what you do, what value you provide to the world, Babs, and then I'm going to turn to Jackie. Go, Babs. I, I always like, I forget, but I like when people unmike and say their name. I like you all to promote yourself. Tell us, Babs, a little bit about yourself. Take 10 seconds, and then we'll go to Jackie. Go, Babs. I am Babs, your international vocal and career coach. I help you bring your voice to the forefront. So if you have someone that is looking and they're trying to start those acting careers, well, I am your girl. I'm going to give you that step-by-step -step guide to launch you in the right direction and win your auditions. I love it, Babs. I love it. I love it. Thanks for being here. Jackie, the mic is yours. We got five minutes to go. Plenty of time for a few more shares. Jackie, the mic is yes. yours. Ramon, I just want to give you some flowers real quickly. I just want to piggyback on what TM just said. You know what I love about you? Yes, you definitely bring gems every time you speak, Ramon, but I love the fact you're so consistent. You're so consistent. And when you say go to your link and do this and do that, or go to your DM and do this and do that, it is there. We've done that so, I've done that so many times. People will say, go here, go there. When you go there, you can't get to the page. Oops, you got an error, all that. But your, your links are always consistent. Your words are always true. And I appreciate you. This is Jackie. I'm done speaking. Oh, Jackie, I appreciate that. And please remind us, Jackie, who you are, what you do, why we should like click in and get to know Jackie. Feel free to take 10 minutes and brag about yourself. Jackie. 10 whole minutes? <laughs>
Uh, 10, <laughs> seconds, 10 seconds. 10 seconds. This <laughs> is Jackie. <laughs> 10 minutes. Well, I'm Coach Jackie. I actually um, help women that are 40 years old and older that are very busy, professional women, to lose up to 21 pounds in 12 weeks with my program. I have a Kickstarter program that I launched, and it's, it's amazing. It has amazing results, and I am the one to help you get it without dieting, without major exercising. I help you change your lifestyle. And this is what people need. You change your mind, you change your life. This is Jackie. I'm done speaking. I love it, Jackie. And don't forget, everybody, let's refer people to each other, too. Maybe you're hearing Jackie, you're like, oh, I'm not a woman. Oh, I'm fit. I'm, I don't need Jackie. There's people you know who may need Jackie's services. So this is the beauty of BWC, which Glenn Lundy started, you know, some, some time ago, is that it's not only for those of us on stage and those of us in the audience, but I'm sure there's other people that you can refer people to who may need someone else's service. And one other thing I'll tell you, Jackie, about thank you for about the consistency. As I said, billion-dollar brands and billion-dollar businesses, whole nother scale, whole nother mindset to some degree. It's similar in a way. But I wanted to tell you what I, what I jam on, Jackie, is the power of marketing automation. I'm one person. I have a small a distributed team of five people, okay? So that's my team made up of all uh, uh, contractors, or people call it virtual assistants. But I use the power of marketing automation, Jackie. So that's what I do. Thank you, Doris. So that's what I do. We'll take time for one or two more shares, and then guess what we get to do? We're going to switch rooms in a second. But we'll take one or two more shares before I close out and hand over to Dora Maria. All right, who wants to unmike? Say your name and join me on stage. Anybody else? Anybody hey, else? it's Laura. Laura, oh, you go. Hey, I just, um, my, well, first of all, I'll introduce myself. Um, I'm Laura Hearn. I am the money mindset coach for women entrepreneurs that, you know, want to make millions or really any amount, but are challenged with the priorities that come from being career driven, but also wanting to be present in their personal lives. So if you're a woman entrepreneur that's looking to work through some money blocks, upgame your, your business and have a good balance in your life, then I'm your girl. And one of the things, Ramon, that you talked about that, about the persistency and showing up in your business and being consistent, hiring out, those are things that I tell my clients all the time. It's so important to not waste time on things that you're not great at because you're wasting time, which is wasting money. And I am a firm believer on collaboration, on outsourcing, and finding what you're really good at, and that's and spending the most of your time doing that. So I just love hearing people give out amazing advice. And Ramon, every time I hear you talk, that's all I hear. Oh, I appreciate that very much. Before I'm going to... Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.